Welcome to the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. I am your host, Paul. And with me, as always, Dan. Hello. Adam. Hello. And Aaron. I don't have anything prepared. Fantastic. Let's talk about the Thursday night game because, you know what? There was one. There was one, and it continues to be a pisser. Even if they have finally found a competent matchup, it still goes to shit. Yeah. Uh, This season has been devastating for the quarterback position. Aaron Rodgers, Anthony Richardson, Joe Burrow last night, Daniel Jones, and Kirk Cousins all had their seasons cut short. And this doesn't count the multiple games missed by Justin Fields, Jimmy Garoppolo, before being benched, Ryan Tannehill, before being benched, and let's not forget Deshaun Watson is still breathing. What should have been a fun game was ruined by two season-ending injuries to great players at their respective positions, Joe Burrow and Mark Andrews of the Ravens. And I do believe the data is inconclusive as to Thursday night games leading to more injuries, but rarely are these games good. Despite Commissioner Goodell's insistence to shove them down our throats, NFL games should only be played on Sunday and Monday, Saturdays the last few weeks of the season, with Thanksgiving being the only outlier. Here, here. Yeah, I can get behind that. Aaron nods, <laughs> which is appropriate yes. for a podcast. Did everyone see that out there? <laughs> this is a good video day. I could have said yes, but if we had listeners, I don't think that would have added anything to the to their listening enjoyment. The two people who are not us, who listen, are going to be very offended. They're out there. I don't know who they are. Yep. They don't speak up, they're, but they're somewhere. I get more listeners than we have speakers. Willkommen auf Deutschland. Das ist deine Peaks for dieses week. <laughs> First game we're going to cover, Chargers from San Diego, three and a half point favorite over the Green Bay Packers. Damn. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers to cover the spread here. Even though they've underperformed this year, they still have the talent on both sides of the ball to win even with the game in Green Bay. The Packers seem to be on a downward trend, and I don't think love is a long-term answer at quarterback. So despite their lackluster performance in these last few weeks, the Packers do have one of the better rushing offenses in the league. The Chargers have allowed 200 rushing yards against the Lions last week, and I'm not saying that the Lions are even in the same class as the Packers, but looking at that, I think Green Bay is going to keep it close, so I'm going with Green Bay. Do I think the Chargers are a good team? No. Do I tend to underestimate the Chargers? Probably. Are they better than the Packers? Of course they are. Does the math give me a slim excuse to pick the Packers? Yes, it does. My math has the Chargers winning by 3.4 repeating, which turns out to be a little bit less than 3.5. Am I going to cling to that math? Absolutely not. I've got the Chargers. Oh, but but you would. (laughs) She was just excited somebody else looked at Green Bay and said, they could do it. Yes. They can't. No. You know, I don't know what deal with the devil Brandon Staley signed to keep his job, but clearly it was enough. Perhaps the devil is just a Chiefs fan and knows the only way to ruin Justin Herbert is to surround him with the coaching staff who clearly don't know what they're doing. The Packers looked plucky against the Steelers, against a good Steelers defense. 
but allowed 205 yards rushing. And Jordan Love's interception rate is getting dangerously close to his touchdown rate. So San Diego should cover easily. And this Glenn Livett 14 year is fantastic. Nice. Adam. Nice. Also, also uh, standalone. So, oh. Yeah. Miami Dolphins, 13.5 point favorite over the visiting Las Vegas Raiders. Adam. So the only way this game is even close is if Miami doesn't put forward any effort whatsoever. Miami should easily cover two touchdowns. I'm going to go with Miami. The Dolphins have let me down occasionally, but they've been pretty good for me against bad teams. The spread is pretty big here, and my math has them only winning by nine. But if you take the good teams out, including the Chargers, ironically, they beat the Patriots, Panthers, and Giants by an average of 13.75, and that's not even including the 50 against the Broncos. The Raiders had their two-week bump, but they still only beat the Jets by four at home. I think the new coach smell has faded. I've got the Dolphins. That, I've just got to make a comment. That is the best analysis that I've heard for any game so far. I'm going to the casino tonight <laughs> to put $1,000 on Miami. There you go. And, hey, nice uh, call on the new coach bump. Thank you've, you. You've been listening. Uh, yes. I, I got that on my own. I can get that from you guys. <laughs> I've been talking about new new coach or interim. Everybody coach knows bumps every the year. one or two game new coach bump. I don't need to get Not that everybody, from you. But okay, fine. <laughs> interim coach Antonio Pierce has been a nice two week story for the Raiders and Raider fans. He has the team playing physical and smart, an odd combination to describe for any Raider team. But if he can pull out a win this weekend on the road against Miami, the interim designation needs to be pulled immediately. For the Dolphins, Raheem Mostert is leading all running backs in rushing touchdowns and should benefit from the expected return of Devon Achan. These running backs will make it hard to defend the entire field. And while I think the Raiders keep it close in the first half, it will be a boat race in the second half as Miami comes away with a win and cover. Question. Yes. You mentioned if Vegas pulls out a win, they should uh, make their interim coach their permanent coach? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not a question. A statement. I agree. Yes. <laughs> I, I, absolutely. Yes. Yes. If Vegas <laughs> can pull out a win, mm-hmm. this should be their new yeah. permanent coach. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, I think the Raiders' defense could make this an interesting game, and I am tempted to go for the backdoor cover with a two-touchdown spread. But the Dolphins just have too much firepower. And West Coast teams, they tend to struggle with the East Coast early start. I think we're past the new coach slash interim head coach bump, as Aaron said. And I think the Miami Dolphins uh, cover this uh, two-touchdown spread. San Francisco, 11.5-point favorites, hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Aaron. They're getting pretty good at these spreads. Either that or they're using the same stupid math as me. I've got the 49ers winning by 11.5 repeating, which is a tiny bit more than 11.5. 49ers had a rough three weeks on the road, but they had their bye and were back to being good and healthy last week. They beat the Jaguars by 31 points. I think the Jaguars are better than the Buccaneers, although it looks like we won't know for sure until Christmas Eve. But regardless, I've got the 49ers. 
You have to wipe away last year's game from memory before evaluating this game. Done. <laughs> do you remember last year's I game? I do not. Oh, that's because you just wiped it. I did. Yes. Okay, there you go. Yes, San Francisco dominated the Tom Brady-led Bucks, And while Baker Mayfield is a cultural downgrade from TB12, there's a reason Tom isn't playing this year. His arm is toast. The Buccaneers are a far more potent team this year as opposed to last year. You can't even look at how San Francisco did against Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers last year, as the Panthers had zero talent on their team, except for soon-to-be-traded Christian McCaffrey. Having said that, the result of this game will look a lot like last year's. Tampa Bay's efficiency on first and second down is one of the lowest in the NFL, and while they have a strong efficiency on third down, San Francisco is now the worst team to try and convert a third and long. San Francisco will cruise to a win and cover. This one would normally have the potential to be a trap game while the 49ers look ahead to their upcoming very difficult schedule, Seahawks-Eagles-Seahawks stretch. Mm. However, after the recent three-game skid, this team is not overlooking anyone. Tampa can make this interesting if their own line can hold up against the pass rush. I don't see that happening and feel like this will be another multi-score win for the 49ers. I'm going to lean towards what Aaron was saying. San Francisco's had a rough time in the last three games in the red zone, uh, scoring less than half of the time that they were there in the last three games. Bucks are number one in the league in red zone defense. Now, I'm not saying either of these teams are uh, necessarily stellar. San Francisco is going to win, but I don't think that they're going to cover in this. I think it's going to be a challenge. I'm going to say Tampa Bay to cover, San Francisco to win. Ooh. Ooh. I feel like we're the Diamond Dogs. Denver Broncos, two and a half point favorites over the Minnesota Vikings. Two of the hottest teams in the NFL right now, and the NFL should be embarrassed after giving up 167 points in a four-week span, the Denver defense has bounced back nicely and have given up only 67 points against their last four opponents, and they haven't been cream puffs either. They've held the Chiefs to 28 points combined in two games and the Bills to 22 points. The offense still sucks, but they're doing enough to win games. Minnesota, on the other hand, has largely played bad teams and one discombobulated 49ers team during their five-game win streak. But they might be better now with Josh Dobbs than they were with Kirk Cousins as they weren't a great running team, but Dobbs can give you that extra running element in the offense you were never going to win with to get with Cousins. I don't really know who is going to win this game, but I think it's going to be tight, so I'm picking the Vikings to cover the two and a half. This is the Sunday night football game that everyone had circled on their schedule when it came out. I'm just kidding. Um, when can they start flexing these games? Because, seriously. A couple weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. They kept, they, they kept this one in there for, well, for look, Sunday night prime. If time. you looked at some of the other games on the schedule, this is what better. This, the Broncos mm. have been coming on lately. It, yeah. There's some bad matches. Well, speaking of the Broncos coming on lately, Lee, recency bias made me consider the Broncos here. But then I remembered that it's the Broncos. 
I'll take the Josh Dobbs led Vikings to not just beat the spread, but to outright win. And I think I may be leaning towards recency bias also. Good, uh, good catch on, on that fallacy there. Uh, I think this is going to be a close game, and both teams have momentum going into this game. Minnesota has won their last five. Denver's won their last three, and both of them against some good teams. That two-and-a-half-point spread is just too close, and I see Minnesota winning outright, so I'm going with the Vikings. For the first several weeks, it was a no-brainer to pick against the Broncos, but dare I say it, has Sean Payton turned this team around? Don't say it. No. Don't say it. My math has the Broncos losing by eight. And even if you take out the 50-point loss to the Dolphins, they still lose by three. They beat the Chiefs and the Bills in the last two weeks, and that gives me pause. But maybe that means they're overvalued this week, just like the Bengals. I'm taking the upset, but given that we're all four picking the Vikings, that means the Broncos win by five. Yeah, probably. Kansas City Chiefs, two-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Philadelphia Eagles, a rematch of last year's Super Bowl. Dan? Um, as you said, a superb owl rematch. Will it shake out the same way? I think so. Both of these teams are coming off bye weeks, but Andy Reid has a clear advantage in the record there. Um, the Eagles continue to look a little mediocre despite their record. Should be a fun game, though. I, wait, did you pick a team? Yeah. Was it the Chiefs? Yes. <laughs> okay. He did, he did mention Andy Reid at yeah, one point. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> um, it was I, implied. Was it? Uh, teams are different year to year. I'm not going to necessarily say, you know, Super Bowl rematch. The, the teams are completely different at this point. Um, Kelsey's just there to show off for his girlfriend. Uh, the Eagles are uh, need Which to Kelsey. Yeah, need yeah. To, I was gonna say two <laughs> oh. Need to keep them in check. Um, if they can't, uh, they uh, they they have no chance of winning. I'm just gonna go with the Chiefs on this one. Finally, two good teams on Monday Night Football. Both teams are coming off their bye week, so they should be nice and relaxed. They say karma is a relaxing thought, like the breeze in my hair on the weekend. I don't really know what that means, but I think this spread should be even closer than it is. I have the Chiefs winning by 0.8 repeating. This feels like one of those whoever has the ball last wins by a field goal type games. Yeah. And if that's the Chiefs, they cover, but it could just as easily be the Eagles. Going with the underdog again, I've got the Eagles. Philadelphia has not been the dominant team they were last year, but they are still winning games. That's all you can ask for in this league, where apathy can strike at any moment. The Eagles might be the scariest team because I don't think we have seen what they can do when they are clicking on all cylinders. However, they might be the most overrated team as maybe what we have seen is their ceiling. Jalen Hurts is 10th in yards passing, 9th in touchdowns, and 8th in interceptions. DeAndre Swift is 7th in rushing yards, but only has four combined touchdowns, and the defense is middle of the league in yards, points, and turnovers. Perhaps they merely rolled through their first eight games as they played against teams like the Patriots, Bucks, Rams, Jets, and twice against the Commanders. Two weeks ago, started their gauntlet of games in which the bread is the Cowboys and the meat being the Chiefs, Bills, and the 49ers. Now, 
they are going up against one of the toughest head coaches after a bye week in Andy Reid. But this Kansas City offense isn't good. Mahomes is making it look better than it is, but this team is relying on its defense to win games. To me, this is a coin flip game, and if the points were flipped the other way, I'd likely pick the Chiefs, but I think this will be another tight game, so I'm going with the Eagles to cover here. <laughs> that was not the sound yeah. that I was meant to play. That's the one I meant to play. <laughs> do, you, do you want to do that last sentence again? No, we are keeping that yes. all, all right. in there. Um, uh, all right, let's go down the card. Cleveland, half point favorite over the Steelers. I'm going Pittsburgh. Browns. I also go with the Browns. Steelers. Houston, five and a half point favorite over the Arizona Cardinals. Too many defensive injuries for Houston. I'm going Arizona. I'm going with the Texans. I'm going with Cardinals. Texans. The Chargers from San Diego, three and a half point favorite over the Green Bay Packers. I've got the Chargers. Woo, Chargers. Packers. Oh, Chargers. <laughs> Washington, nine and a half point favorite over the New York Giants. The team that couldn't even score 10 points against these same Giants four weeks ago. Fuck it, why not? I'm going Washington. I'm going Commanders. Commanders. Got the Giants. Jacksonville, six and a half point favorite over the Tennessee Titans. I'm taking Jacksonville. I'm just taking the Titans because. Yeah, Jaguars. Jaguars bounce back. Hey, Lone Wolfen over here. Detroit, nine and a half point favorite over the Chicago Bears. I'm going Detroit. Bears, they're going to keep it close. Lions are on fire. Lions. Lions. Miami Dolphins, 13 and a half point favorite over the Las Vegas Raiders. Dolphins. No, the spread is not uh, nearly big enough. Dolphins. 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 Dallas, 10.5 point favorite over the Carolina Panthers. Cowboys. 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 San Francisco, an 11.5 point favorite over the Tampa Bay Bucks. I am going Niners. 49ers. Bucks. Niners. Seattle, half point favorite over the Los Angeles Rams. I'm taking Seattle. I am going with the Rams. They're playing in Los Angeles, and the Rams always give the Seahawks trouble. Rams. They beat the Seahawks in Seattle. They can do it at home. Rams. Buffalo, six and a half point favorite over the New York Jets. I'm going the Jets. I'm going the Jets also. Bills are now 0-6 against the spread. I'm going with the Bills. They have to win eventually. That's probably right. I've got Buffalo. Denver Broncos, two and a half point favorite over the Minnesota Vikings. Let's go Vikings. School. Vikings. Vikings. Monday night, Kansas City, two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Eagles. I've got the Eagles. The Chefs. Uh, I also have the Chiefs. Eagles. And you, you skipped the Blue Bombers yeah, over the... Yeah, versus the Alouettes. Alouettes. Mm. Alouettes. Alouettes. Mm. I'm, always, I'm always going with the Blue Bombers. I'm no. going with the Blue Bombers. I'm going with the Alouettes. Who, who, who's Cody Fajardo playing? <laughs> <laughs> Is he still playing? With, yeah. He was I mean, the they, they are playing yeah. in Ontario, so does that make any difference to anybody? I, I don't think so. Uh, none of our listeners Oh, you're right. I should have picked the Wait, how is the poutine team? in Ontario? It's excellent. It's oh, so good. Going with Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This was a fantastic episode, everybody. Thank you. And we will be back. We will not take a break during Thanksgiving. We will be here. Until next time, be safe. Mm-hmm.